Hello, everyone, and welcome to Get Can Lit, a podcast that showcases Canadian authors. I'm your host, Maria Zupardi, an avid Can Lit reader, and keep on listening to find your next favorite book today. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back. I had something else completely planned for this episode, but then I saw something that got me a little annoyed. Not annoyed, but like just wanted to comment on. Um, So let's just get right into it. So of course it's about indigo because I love to talk about indigo a lot on the show. Sometimes hate on it more than other times. But the big news, basically, if you've missed it, I'm sure you haven't, is that Heather Reisman has agreed to step back in as CEO, which she was going to retire from the company or step back down from the company. I don't know. But she's back, basically. And I really, truly hope that this means um, a better outlook for books because I feel like the the previous CEO was just very much bestsellers only more of the little like the little things that like you know blankets and candles and other things that are just not the indigo direction or the indigo that I know at least um, so yeah so that's been going on so I've been feeling a little hopeful the past little bit but then I saw this article it was an opinion piece in the globe and mail from marcia letterman i really don't remember the title of it i should have screenshot that but oh well (laughs) but basically um actually the only reason i was able to read it was because somebody on linkedin had shared it it was like a gifted link so i guess like it would have been blocked otherwise had this person not gifted the link to people <laughs> and it just came up on my feed. Um, I should find that, but that's fine. But basically, Marsha in this article was talking about Indigo and how um, how the Canadian publishing industry depends on Indigo, whether we like it or not. Um, and I have a lot of thoughts about that. You know, this is an opinion from the Globe and Mail writer, and this is going to be my opinion. I just screenshotted to, oh, I do have the title. Okay, yes. Okay, the title, wow, go me. I did actually screenshot it. I didn't know. <laughs> okay, so the, the title of this opinion piece was opinion indigo is essential to can lit for better or for worse so right then and there that title grabbed me because like i don't really think that indigo does enough for can lit um and that's just like again my opinion as not only just like forget the fact that i work in canadian publishing like whatever but just as a book consumer who constantly wants to read canadian authored books I can never find anything at Indigo that I like or that I've never heard of. You know what I mean? So so I'm coming at you mostly with this little rant <laughs> from the perspective of a book consumer. Um, but yeah, but of course, like my little publishing thing might sneak in here and there, depending on these screenshots. So yeah, so I have two, like I think I said. Yeah, so the article is basically, you know, like I think Marsha went into her own experience as a Canadian author and how she couldn't find her book on the tables and stuff at Indigo. Um, and then, but yeah, it was basically, again, just like a piece on how Indigo helps the Canadian publishing industry or how it, I want to kind of want to say control it, but like, I don't think that was Marsha's intent with the article, but like for me, 
as a reader reading it, I was like, oh, this is how Indigo controls the industry. <laughs> but anyways, the first quote I have for you from this opinion piece is, I don't know Miss Reisman, but I appreciate that she created a brand that celebrates Canadian books. Indigo is not just Canada's book retailing giant. It is an essential part of our publishing ecosystem, for better or for worse. And I have thoughts on that, <laughs> of course, because she created a brand that celebrates Canadian books. Okay, um, what Canadian books are being celebrated? <laughs> I, like, maybe at the beginning, sure. But like, as as long as I've been an Indigo customer, again, like, I, like even like years ago, like all I get are the big best-selling books there. Like whether I go to a little Coles at my at the mall right up the street for me. Or if I'm at like Indigo Young and Eglinton, like I just don't see Canadian authors as much. They're there, maybe. I don't know, but I can't find them. <laughs> and I stare at shelves like for a good while looking for Canadian books on purpose. And I just, I can't. Um, so that's my comment on that. And it is an essential part of our publishing ecosystem for better or for worse. I guess so in the terms of like sales, like sales when i mean sales i mean by indigo purchasing however many titles from a canadian publishing company and putting it in their stores so whether those books sell in store or indigo returns them all like when they're trying to return books on pub date for example i don't know but um i just i think it's it's great for a buy-in when you get an indigo buy-in like great something to celebrate something to pay attention to something to put time and effort behind when promoting your title um but like in terms again of being an essential part i think that we as an industry can shift more towards like indie bookstores <laughs> at least i have been in my own work and again this is where my publishing persona comes up but like in my work i've been putting more effort behind indies and i also in my personal life like i spend so much money <laughs> it's embarrassing at indie bookstores because I can. Obviously, that's a privilege. I acknowledge that. Um, but like I save my money to make sure that I can buy what I want to buy at indies. And you know, if I need something very urgently, yes, I admit to using Amazon for like a buddy read book or something, but like that's only like one buddy read a month. <laughs> you know, like if my indie bookstore doesn't have it in stock or it'll take like 28 days to obtain like Sorry, I'm just going to go buy it off of Amazon. But again, the bulk of my purchases are from either Book City, Queen Books. So I just, I think, I think we need to reframe essential because Indigo, yes, again, it's been essential for book sales. Sorry, not sales. We can't rely on Indigo for sales, but it's been essential for purchases or buy-ins to Indigo for the Canadian publishing industry. But in terms of sell-through, I think indies got it. <laughs> like you're better, you're more likely to get on a bestseller list if you have like a book launch event, um, at with you know with book sales with an independent bookstore rather than at Indigo. If you, again speaking from a Canadian small press, small independent press kind of perspective, um, yeah. So again, it's the essential word that's annoying me because clearly. <laughs> because I don't know it's just I don't see it as an essential part maybe in okay forget this buying season I think they're what, what buying season are we in I think we're in like summer believe it or not summer 2024 or like we're just starting summer I think so like let's say 
fall 2024 titles, once those are bought in kind of um, in a couple months or whatever it is, I think we'll see that shift between the previous CEO and then how Heather's going to start running things again for the time being. So I think fall would be a bit of a pivoting point next fall next year um, for like for being able to to see the impact of book sales and different types of books at a local at, at an Indigo store. I hope, fingers crossed, that that's what happens. Because again, like I think Indigo is great because a lot of people go to Indigo. Like, let's just be honest. <laughs> um, so I think that I think that they should really have these books available, even if it's just one or two copies per store. Like, just have them there. That's literally all I want because I will find it at your store. I, again, I stare at those shelves long for a long time looking for indie press books that I can never find. If you just like stock one or two, like you're doing a publisher a favor and you're you're just, you know, again, going back to what Marsha Letterman says, creating a brand that celebrates Canadian books. So that's that. Okay. <laughs> I think that's like almost nine minutes, I think, um, on that. So let's move on to my second and final quote about this article or opinion piece. Um, so then Marsha goes on to write, Canadian publishers and authors rely on Indigo for sales, yes, but also for marketing and visibility. A prominent Indigo display or in-store event can be a huge boost. Landing a Heather's Pick sticker on your cover offers a promise of success. There are literally every sentence has something wrong with that. <laughs> so let's break it down. Um, so I want to go, the first part here, marketing and visibility. I mean, I know in this article, Marsha talked about um, there was like a Canadian promotion, probably for their like 100th, no wait. 100 and how, however old is Canada, whatever the last thing was, whether it's 100 or 150, damned if I know. <laughs> um, but like they did some kind of promotion about like reading Canadian. I, it was a big thing back, um, back when it was happening. That was the only thing I get in my recent memory that I remember, um, Indigo doing. <laughs> so, uh, in terms of again, marketing and visibility, okay. Um, best-selling books are marketable and visible in your store when you, especially on Indigo, again, I've, my frame of reference is Young and Eglinton because I'm always, I'm usually there like at least once a month having dinner with a friend. Um, but yeah, like marketing and visibility, like when have they marketed books? Yeah, they, they do put Canadian, sorry, they do put independent Canadian publisher books on like their most anticipated reads collections. Like, you know, with that promo when you, uh, pre-order books and it's like you get 500 bonus plum points like they do add them there sometimes probably one per publisher if you're lucky maybe one or two sometimes it depends on like the titles and stuff um but again that's like a mid-sized kind of one of the larger indies kind of getting on that list whether like a small really whether a really really small press like I don't know, like Moenzi House or something gets on there. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> um, or like uh, Palimpset Press Books or something. Like, I don't think they would ever get on that, which is, again, like you're not marketing those little, little press books that are great. But like, again, you're just, they just don't get pick up from Indigo. So they don't do that for everybody. And again, visibility, like there's, where are there tables of Indie Canlet Press Books? 
nowhere. <laughs> they don't have them, so don't bother looking for them in store. Um, I don't know. I just don't think that... I just don't, like, this is just so not what indigo is for <laughs> like a prominent indigo display or in-store event can be a huge boost when does indigo do a prominent in-store display for a, from a book of canadian can indie can lit or like an in-store event like never <laughs> they do it for the big five publishers or you know like marissa stapley of course Chantel guerton i'm sure they would do something for um for the holiday season for her upcoming book i'd be surprised if they don't um but yeah i don't like or the american authors that come here like rf kwong or who's coming i think it's chloe gong that's coming soon they'll do it for those authors but they won't actually do it for the canadian market you know like selling american books or american authored books in a Canadian publishing market is not helping the Canadian publishing industry. <laughs> I think that's my long ass point. It took me like how many minutes to get to that? Um, oh my God, if I can like live by that quote. Wow. Someone like write that down for me because that was genius, I think. <laughs> um, oh my God. But like, it just doesn't, it doesn't help. Like, so where, again, the title of this off of this opinion piece, Indigo is essential to Canlit, but where's the marketing? Where's the visibility? Where are the prominent indigo displays they had a bunch of books of um spare and even michelle obama's new one like very like again like a freaking circle a, a circle tower of books <laughs> just stacked of those books you know of spare and michelle obama of course yes i know we cannot compare canlet to someone of the you know like the fame and fortune and everything of um prince harry or michelle obama but like where is something like that, even like a little, a little thing of canlit books? Where is it? I see a very little shelf um, on the second floor of Indigo Young and Eglinton with canlit on there. But like, there's what, two, <laughs> maybe, maybe three of them are from indie presses. Other than that, like, it's all like, again, like the big five kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so if Indigo can do a in-store event for or or a prominent display, then that would be great for Indie Canlit. And yes, the books will sell. It just as long as the cover looks good and the story kind of like either fits the theme of whatever table they're doing, or you know, like you just get the right person at the right time, seeing the right book cover, the title, picking it up and wanting to buy it. Like that makes a difference. That would make a difference in Indigo with sales. And maybe they won't have to return like however many hundreds of copies they bought. Um, and then this last sentence, <laughs> laugh. I, I laughed. This is like the point where I'm like, okay, I need to talk about this on this episode. Landing a Heather's Pick sticker on your cover offers a promise of success. Where, when was the last Canadian author Heather's pick? I can like look it up for you now, maybe we'll see. <laughs> um, oh wow, how convenient! As soon as I go on Indigo's website, I see buy more, save more books by Canadian authors. All customers save 15% off when you buy two of them. Okay, I'm going to look at this soon, but let me just go to, <laughs> to uh, let me focus on one thing. This is how my brain works, by the way. All right, well, conveniently, I think that the most recent one is Fireweather, The Making of a Beast by John Valiant. 
Um, yep. That was the most recent pick, but the one before that was Outlive, The Science and Art of Longevity by Peter Atia. Of course, Burnham Wood, but like, let's not count that. <laughs> um, I'm just like, again, like looking off of their website. So that's three. And then Rue by Kim Thoy. I totally did not say that. Okay, but again, big five. Um, God. It's just, but it's very much like throw a Canadian author in there just to throw a Canadian author in there. You know what I mean? Like, and probably chances are it's like, what is this? Fireweather. Is this HarperCollins? Probably because they do a great job at um, wooing Indigo, I think. Let's see more details. Oh, Knopf. Sorry, that's Knopf? Whatever. Okay, so what a shock. It's Penguin. But like more or less, it's like very Canadian. Um, it's usually like a HarperCollins book, I find. But besides the point, the major- the vast majority of these Heather's picks are either, again, like American or let's say international um, titles. So they're not even Canadian. Um, and yeah. Other than that, they're just like the same old tired books you'll see on Bookstagram if you're ever on there. <laughs> like it's just nothing new. Either way, like landing a Heather's pick as a indie candlet press is just like impossible. Like it's never going to happen. The day it happens, pigs have flown somewhere kind of thing. <laughs> like it's just, it's not. It's just, again, like, it's just a marketing, this is just a marketing program because Indigo is like, we're going to put so much behind this to the publisher, for sure, the big five publisher, make sure it's all printed out um, nice, make sure, you know, like, we're going to tell you in advance the dust jacket or whatever has the Heather's pick, the thing either printed on it or, you know, like, make sure it's a nice spot that we can put it on kind of thing, for sure. I mean, I'd be surprised if they don't tell publishers that in general um but yeah like it's just a way to say uh, we have a big print run of this book let's sell it we can make it a heather's pick kind of thing now again i can't say i i'm not part of those conversations i've never been in one i don't know what goes on but i uh, this is just me as a consumer thinking like okay well maybe something more is going on here um, what day is it today? Oh, it ends today that I'm recording this, which is September 24th. That sucks. So this is the buy more, save more on Canadian authors. And right away, the top three, six, nine, 12. Okay. So I get to book number 13 on this list, uh, which is Recipe for a Good Life, which is an Indigo exclusive edition, surprisingly. And it's, this is like the first book Pub, sorry, first adult book. I don't know kids' literature. Um, published by an indie publisher. So this is by Nimbus, and yeah, it's an Indigo exclusive, which I think is great. But it had to be like a national bestseller to reach that level. And I'm sure if we look up Leslie Crew, is she with a different publisher right now? Most likely. <laughs> See, this is also why this annoys me publishing because we discover the great the next great authors of Canlit, and then they get just snapped up by other people. Who is her new book published by? Let's see. It's called Nosy Parker, which you will, is this it? 
yeah, 20, this was not the cover I clicked on. Um, let's see. Oh, it is by Nimbus. Okay. Why does it have a different cover? This is very bizarre. I'm confused. Okay, well, go Leslie then. She is like a true Camlet success then, since she's still with Nimbus. <laughs> we we love a good happy story like that. Um, but more often than not, they're they get these indigo exclusive editions when they move up to like a big five. So Leslie Crew, I gotta buy one of her books now and support Nimbus. Um, so yeah, that was basically my rant for indigo i this is probably very very long but i'm sure you guys appreciate me talking about indigo a lot i just don't think that this is very true like marsha's opinion piece would have been great like again during that whole canlet promotion i just don't think this is very true for like the current state of things because again i will go through this list again um they Indigo has not celebrated Canadian books for the last while. I don't feel like as a as a book consumer. Um, it I again I think we can start moving away from Indigo being an essential part of our publishing ecosystem because all we need is to get an indie or two or three or like nationwide um, or like if the author is based in like Newfoundland and get all of those bookstores like behind this author then that would fare much better for book sales and visibility and promotion than Indigo can ever do for you. Um, they do not put marketing and other visibility tactics or strategies behind Canadian authors from indie presses. They do not do prominent Indigo displays because I don't, I don't constitute a, let's say, three or four, maybe five shelves, not five shelves, but like five face out, um, end caps with three books on each shelf on each shelf as a prominent display um they don't do in-store events and they don't get heather's picks so where this is all coming from i don't know but by the way indigo did accept a grant from the canadian government it was like what i think i've said it before but like three million let's say probably slightly more maybe 3.1 million dollars <laughs> for the canada book fund um Again, a grant from the Canadian government meant to support Canadian books or Canadian retailers, uh, book retailers, I should say. But again, the intent would be to use it for Canadian books, I would hope. Um, but yeah, but they did that. And I don't see any Canadian books on their shelves. But again, let's hope for fall 2024 <laughs> would be much better now that Heather's back in charge. Uh, but until then, and probably way past fall 2024, I will be shopping religiously at my indie bookstores and going broke to do it because you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. I would rather either borrow a book and then buy it after for full price if I want to or wait for the paperback than buy from Indigo. That's just my feelings right now. <laughs> I know it's harsh, but that's fine. And I know people go to like, you can buy off Book Outlet, another Canadian retailer, but no, Book Outlet is just as terrible. I I have had a post on my close stories, on my close friends thing a while ago. And this is not to shame anyone who buys from Book Outlet. I'm just saying that I will never support them again. <laughs> because on Book it was a huge thing on Book Twitter. It never kind of went to Bookstagram or book talk 
Um, I know a couple videos were made on BookTube, but again, like if you can find them, good for you. I've tried to find them because I was so tired of explaining the situation to, to like a number of people, but I couldn't find them. And I don't remember the booktubers who talked about this, but I will tell you <laughs> that book outlet when it was, you know, the whole pandemic thing and George Floyd and everyone was looking at companies trying to hold them accountable rightfully of their actions and inclusivity book outlet became a bit of a target on book twitter so what happened was um they had this book vlogger or book blogger program for booktubers and there were five i think it was definitely five booktubers on there so like books and lala Haley and bookland um naya reads and smiles who has not really been on booktube ever since this incident um and there were there was one woman who recently had joined and she was like the least amount of followers or subscribers on that program i think she had like i don't know over like 5k at the time which again like when you compare that to like uh Haley and bookland or books and lala like that's not that's not much um, you have still have a lot of a ways to grow. So why they were putting, or even like, again, Naya Reads and Smouse, I think she had like 70K at the time. Um, and Naya Reads and Smiles was the only black woman on that book blogger program. And, but like the problem was that she was like, just very, she was a very light skinned, she is a very light skinned black woman. So like, you know, and you have other, black booktubers who are darker skinned who have way more subscribers than this one woman who joined like later on who was white with like just over 5,000 it made them question rightfully why they weren't accepted into the program so they were asking that on twitter <laughs> and book outlet god damn it they responded to one comment and they i'm sure you can find it on twitter and they basically said that they only accept they only consider or accept people into the program or for the program um, who have family-friendly content, which is like, so black booktubers, dark-skinned black booktubers don't have friend family-friendly content? Like, what are you trying to say? Because again, we had books uh, in Lala, Haley and Bookland, who sometimes swear once in a while in videos, which they admitted to online. And that's not family-friendly content. So I don't know who the hell Book Outlet was trying to kid with that comment. They didn't. Even, they couldn't even apologize properly. They apologized publicly in response to some other tweet, which kind of like obviously buried their. It doesn't show up on like your main feed or your profile on Twitter. Like you'd have to click onto their replies to see that reply of an apology. But then obviously, if they're replying to other people, then it's going to get buried. It's like it wasn't a full out proper apology so that got people even more mad including me because like how do you say like family-friendly content and just oh my god what a mess <laughs> so that's why i never buy from them <laughs> ever again um so yeah so i will happily go broke not supporting indigo buying from amazon once or twice a month maybe and just buying the rest from indie bookstores because again like all i want to do is buy canadian books I get books sent to me all the time. I have some old <laughs> bestsellers, not bestsellers, but like old big books, um, old like big name books kind of thing, like just sitting on my floor because they were sent to me as an ARC. 
So like I'm I'm okay with bestsellers. Like that's not what I want to read right now. What I want to read and buy and purchase and support are Canadian authors. So again, it's not the place for me to do it at Indigo or Book Outlet. So I digress. So that's my that's my rant. I hope that made sense. I know I say that a lot, but like I'm just freestyling this, guys. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> I'm gonna listen back to this and edit and be like, oh god, like what what was I doing? Um, yeah, but that's it. That's my story for the day. <laughs> Indigo is annoying me constantly, but I just don't get how removed that opinion piece was. Cause like if you yourself as an author, when you went in, like I can look up her book, Marsha. Like we can see when she went in. So she wrote a Holocaust book. When was this published? The first result that comes up when you look up Marsha Letterman book is Kiss the Red Stairs from Penguin. Okay. Okay. Oh, 2023, August. Interesting. So yeah, so she must have been talking about this book when she was talking about going into the Indigos and not having it on display, which is actually interesting because it's a national bestseller. All right. It must have been like shoved into like a memoir very like memoir is such a like a okay see the the categories here when you look up the book details are european world history religion history nonfiction, religion and philosophy world history so based on the european world history tag for sure indigo put it on some like really obscure far corner of indigo that nobody ever goes to see and it dies like a horrible death there so that's probably what happened to marcia letterman's book not to any fault of her own it's just that's the that's the category and that's just what indigo's gonna do with it it's a memoir though so i'm very confused as to why it's not well, maybe it's not really a memoir no, it is. Kiss the Red Stairs is a compelling memoir of Holocaust survival, intergenerational trauma, divorce, and discovery that will guide readers through several lifetimes of monumental change. That is very bizarre how it's not classified as a memoir, because then this book would have been on every freaking table at Indigo, I promise you. Um, okay, this is the one strange case. <laughs> I don't know why that happened, but it is what it is. Um, so that's why Marsha, when she walked into an indigo or whatever, however many indigos she went into, she couldn't find her book because it's just this really obscure European history metadata tag, um, which is not her fault. She didn't put that. So that's very interesting to me why it's not, again, memoir, but I guess that's just what the publisher thought it would be as. Um, so that explains it. See, it's either you're too small of a publisher or too small of a canlit author who's not known to not be shelved somewhere or you get screwed or i don't know i don't want to say screwed but like well yeah let's just leave it at that you get screwed by the metadata because it's classifying your book as european world history instead of memoir and again like memoir is such a more compelling category for indigo to promote and you know like everyone loves a good memoir if it's a clear memoir they'll buy it read it whatever but like who's going to read european world history not me so yeah so it's either that either the metadata or again like your reputation not reputation everyone everyone's a great writer here um but your sales track i think or maybe the book subject isn't what indigo's looking for whatever so that's that anyways 
I better stop before I can ever get a job at Indigo again. <laughs> Not again. I've never worked there before. But like if I ever wanted to work in their head office, I will never be able to do so now for sure. Um, but I don't think that's that much of a problem. Anyways, let's just this has been a long episode for sure already. So let me just look up my Goodreads super quick and give you a Giller Prize reading update, which is another thing that's very questionable. Um, oh my god, I cannot with this long list. Anyways, so what I'm reading right now is We Have Never Lived on Earth by Kazia Van Shake, which is an interconnected short story collection. I love interconnected short story collections like home of the floating lily by Silmi abdullah is just phenomenal so like i was so excited to read we have never lived on earth the first story had me very confused i think because i i should not start literary fiction type books like on my kobo as i'm lying in the dark on my bed just like reading before i go to bed i sh really should not because i didn't understand <laughs> the first story <laughs> but that's my fault um but like the the stories that have followed i'm like almost halfway through the the collection now they are so good like i love the writing i just love i'm so invested in the characters so very well done i can't wait to finish it um and then the other book that i'm currently reading which i regret starting is study for obedience by sarah bernstein and oh my god my mom picked up the book because it was just lying on the couch and she turned it over and she's like 30 dollars. and in my head i'm like yeah 30 dollars wasted because <laughs> it's just not it's just not, I don't know, it's very literary. Um, it's just flying over my head, no pun intended to the cover. But just, it's it's shortlisted for the booker. It's longlisted for the geller. I uh, probably, it will be, because I don't put anything past this jury. I'm not that, I'm not a fan of. Um, I just don't think that, I think that this will be on the sh geller shortlist, just because, again, she was, shortlisted for the booker so now she has to be shortlisted for the giller because it's just as a it's just as serious of a of an award than like the bookers so i feel like that's going to be the vibe this year so probably like all the big five books are going to be on the on the long list or short list which if that's the case i have heard so much buzz about benson Yu. um I didn't I have the the book on Libby right now but I should just return it because like just the way people talk about that book it just seems like it's the real big like surprise book of of the Giller Longlist so I think that it's gonna go places and I just want a physical copy of that book before before I read it um so that's where I'm at with currently reading what I have finished was ECW's um first Giller nominated book we meant well by Iram Shazia Hassan which is so freaking magnificent like I gave it five stars I did not hesitate it has unlikable characters it has just like morally gray characters kind of but just like they're like they truly meant well now whether that means well for whether that's a good like we meant well or just kind of like a very selfish we kind of meant well, it's up to you to decide and you'll get this when you read the book. Um, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but it is just beautiful. The writing is really great for a debut. It's so strong. It was edited so well. And yeah, it's just it will shock you, I think, with how 
like it it's a book club book for sure like it needs to be discussed with other people because you cannot read this alone and then just think like what the hell am I reading like what do other people think what's going on um what am I supposed to be thinking when I'm reading this like you need to talk these things out when you read the book so I suggest buddy reading it or just grab a group of friends and create a random book club and just read We Meant Well because it is essential. It's beautiful. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It will definitely be right up at the top of my favorites of this year for sure. And I need to go back to Book City because I should have picked up a copy when I was there the other weekend because they had signed copies. And I'm like, well, I haven't read the book yet. I'm reading it right now. I'll just wait and see if I want to pick it up and buy it after. Stupid me. I should have picked it up then. But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. We all make mistakes. This was mine for last weekend or the weekend before. <laughs> um, yeah, this might be a very long episode. God damn it. I have to edit all this. So yeah, that's just a very quick reading update. I am so sorry that I had other things planned. But then this one opinion piece, I just I could not let it go. I'm so sorry. But I feel like you all really like when I talk about Indigo. Like that's the Whenever I talk about Indigo, that's when I get messages too. <laughs> so um, yes, I hope you appreciated all this insight and everything. Um, I will have definitely a better Giller reading update for you next episode. Remember, the shortlist is announced on October 11th, so there's still lots of time to get your reading in. I do suggest, though, that it's fine for you to skip study for obedience. Like, you're really not missing out. Um Oh God, I had, there was such a sweet home Alabama moment when I was reading it because the sister and the, like the one of the main characters in the book, she was like bathing her brother who's like an adult, like they're all adults here. Um, it's, oh my God, it was so freaking weird. Oh God, I can't even think about it. I'm just getting like, again, like the ick, sweet home Alabama, Alabama vibes from that book so you can skip it for sure but i i am compelled to read it because like the everyone's raving about it they call it eerie there's some kind of like mad bovine swine flu or whatever going around which i haven't reached that part yet so i'm just waiting for that to happen basically and then i'll see if i continue or not or maybe i'll just dnf it because i'm kind of not into it but anyways i will update you on whatever shall come for the next episode until then happy reading go support your local independent bookstore and yeah keep continuing to read canlit thanks for listening to the get canlit podcast a show that's all about what canadian authors you need to read next don't forget to rate review and follow on your favorite platform and watch out for new episodes every other tuesday you can find me on social media at get canlit podcast on instagram and facebook and at get canlit pod on twitter thank you and i'll see you next time